of three edh podcast i'm your host cross i'm brandon and i'm bert and uh today we are to be talking about uh some question or answering some of the questions that you've asked us in discord but before we jump into that i just want to bring up some amazing supporters of the podcast brandon why don't you talk more about that so we actually just started a patreon this past week we've been getting a lot you know asked a lot by people in our community about when are you starting one when are you starting one we want some of your handmade crazy looking tokens and stuff like that so <laughs> notably Bert's bird tokens but we decided to finally do it and uh, we kicked that off and we've already got a list of patreons that have signed up so i just want to take take time to shout them out thank you so much craig thank you so much mochi thank you so much melody asa spyro ian toy and chris green thank you all so much for supporting the podcast through patreon that means a lot we're going to be working on those tokens to send out to you soon so keep an eye out on that in the mail and i'll be posting updates on the patreon page as well and yeah thank you all so much for the support that means a lot a lot of y'all signed up like raced each other to sign up within the first like five minutes and <laughs> just kind of mind blowing. So I appreciate that a lot. Talking about them emails came through super fast. I was I know. Like, this is a, this is a I know. I was at work and I was like, all right. <clears throat> but yeah, that was super cool to That's see. Awesome. And, and we appreciate that a ton. Definitely. That being said, how's everyone doing? Brandon, let's talk about yeah. it. How you doing, fam? <laughs> Dude. Let's check, let's check on Dude. Brandon first. Man, let's so, tell the people. Yeah, so this weekend I went to the lake. Uh, my wife, myself, Cross was there with his wife and our family, and we were going to do a chill lake weekend, and it was raining a lot of it. So Sunday we finally had time to go out on the boat, and I was going to go fishing. So I took all my fishing stuff, and they parked me off at this dock, and I was going to get off and go to this spot, and I'm like walking down the middle of the dock, and all of a sudden I like wasn't paying attention to where I was walking. I couldn't tell that it was rotting. And so I took a step down and my right leg crashed through the dock. My left leg stayed up. So like, here's my left leg and my right leg. This leg stayed up and this one went straight down. And I ended up pulling every muscle on the front of my thigh and on the hamstring of my right leg. I pulled on a tendon on my knee and I like popped my knee out of place, which I didn't realize. And then on my right leg, I or on my left leg, I pulled the calf muscle and hurt my ankle pretty bad. And uh, uh, I was like so full of adrenaline that I was like, all right, well, that didn't really hurt that bad. I'm going to go go fishing. Uh, so I walked over to start fishing, and I noticed that my leg had swollen to the size of a grapefruit and uh, to the side of my knee. So it's like this big. 
and it had already started uh, turning purple. And I've got like I've lost skin from the wood scraping my leg on the way in. So we ended up going to the ER that night, and uh, luckily nothing was broken, but uh, very injured. I'm on painkillers, muscle relaxers, and a crutch. Well, I have two, but I only use one. I look like little Timmy from Christmas Carol, and. Uh, and it's uh it's dude it's horrible uh it hurts so bad i was like limping all around the office today and people were like making fun of me but uh hopefully and i was and my wife and i were going back to the gym this week and i was just like bro but we're still eating good but i yeah i can't can't go to the gym but y'all will see it uh, those of you that will be there this saturday for the birthday edh event you i'll show you in person because it thing looks nasty uh, yeah that was that was tough to watch dude horrible for you like you like laid down you were like like so you fell and you were slow to move i'm sure because you were like in pain and shock and stuff but oh because like we had just dropped you off at the dock to go fishing and everyone mm-hmm. the boat like froze like we thought you were like broken like it looked like your legs well, were like, broken i remember like the first thing i screamed was like the f word at the top of my lungs like <laughs> and normally i just get right back up dude but like i was crumpled dude like that 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 was some of the worst pain in the I've ever experienced. It still hurts. Like, I was waking up every thirty minutes last night, and every time I stand up on it, like even sitting down's a chore. I'm like, bro, what the heck? I was just trying to fish. Just trying to fish. Just a man in his fishing. <sighs> it was, dude. It was wild, but uh, but anyway, that was my weekend. <laughs> I guess compared to that, I'm doing doing pretty fine. I I don't know. <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. Doing bird stuff. I, I don't. I don't really do much. I'm like a platypus. I, I don't really do much. I'm like um, a platypus, dude. <laughs> man, y'all ain't never seen Phineas and Ferb. Hey, yeah, I uh, love platypus. I yeah, but he's he's doing I'm a lot. To keep of track of my health and stuff. Is it platypus? Yeah, he's on the down low. Yeah. yeah, he got it's something like that. Vibing. <laughs> uh, I'm doing fine. For those wondering, thanks for asking. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just working and grinding and recording and more grinding and working. And yeah, that's my It's just the grinding. Coffee, work, the grind. minimal sleep. Yeah. Um, I just drank a cup of coffee right now. And it's like 8 o'clock at night. Dude, so. I don't know how you do it, man. I don't know how you do it. But it's um, like in Pokemon. I swear I can drink them. JRPGs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, I'll be chugging coffee for sure. Yeah, I've got some games downloading on uh, the new Xbox that came in. And I'm trying mm. to get some Sea of Thieves going on, dude, with this new Jack Sparrow uh, quest. I, uh, I tried playing <laughs> Sea of Thieves the other day, and, dude, I'm horrible at it. So, yeah, dude, it's it's real weird. It, but It looks cool. No, I mean, it's sweet. But, like, I feel like it's a kind of a game you have to play with friends. Because if not, like, you just get trolled immensely. All right, well, that being said... Any fun games this past week? Have y'all played any games other than our stream yeah. on Wednesday? Uh, no, I only played on the like stream. A secret game, right? Mm-hmm. Wait, when Wait, was what? that game with uh, Craig's Alibu Dick? When was that? Oh, that was Friday. No, no, no. That was no Thursday night. Yeah, we had a, it was Thursday night. There was a time where our Discord was lit. Uh, speaking of which, <laughs> if you're looking to join that Discord, go ahead and go on the show hey. notes and check out that Discord link. So yeah, and while we're on the topic. If you join the Discord and you want a sweet role in the Discord, you can join our Patreon in our link tree, and you'll get a Patreon <laughs> patron role. But anyway, yeah, I think are you talking about are you talking about Thursday when everybody was in the in the group audio chat? Everybody, dude, everybody. that was cool. <laughs> that was wild. These folks not even playing. Oh yeah, just hanging out. I think like you and Melody were playing like video games or something, and it was like yeah, yeah, me, 
Grumps, Craig, and Slash, I think, Slash, were playing. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, dude, that was wild. That was a lot of fun. That was probably something. We were up to like 2 a.m. playing Magic, so. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was dope. Um, that was, I don't even remember what deck I was. I was playing Karloff. I was playing Karloff. Um, and me and Brandon had like this vendetta <laughs> where I, I, I don't know. I wanted to kill. You were playing what? Uh, uh, I was. Orvar? Playing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were playing Orvar, <laughs> so I'm trying to get rid of Orvar, man. I'm I'm slinging spells at Orvar. I'm just like, yo, I'm like Deadly Rollick. And he's like, counter. And then I'm like, Anguish to make it. And then he's like, counter. And then I'm just like, I don't know. It was like Swords of Path. And it was like, he was like, I'll let it resolve. Okay. All right. And he put up the good mind fight. you, I had, I had both uh, Cannonball and Viscopa Guild Mage. I don't know why I cast all them spells instead of just activating my Viscopa Guild Mage because he would have died. Everybody yeah. would have died. But yeah. I. I just had beef with Brandon, apparently. Yeah, it was like what, like I think it was like the last game. It was like one thirty yeah, or something. It, it was late. <laughs> That's a wild deck to pull out that late, Brandon. That I night, know. I was like beating up on Craig all night. Like I was gunning for him for some reason. I don't know yeah, what I don't it know was. What beef you have with Craig that night? But we Poor were, Craig, dude. dude Craig. We were gunning for him. He pulled out Alibu. He got serious. I said, "Oh, now we're really coming after him." Yeah, and <laughs> um, he had us for like. Well, you, you you murdered yourself actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you you just drew your deck because you discarded your Thassa's Oracle by accident. <laughs> nice, <laughs> um, nice. And that's how you know it's late. I, yeah, and then I finally turn around, and Craig just got this army of like ornithopters. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> okay. And then he's like, wake the past, and gets back like Forsaken Monument and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like. Okay, and he casts Alibu and swings with like sixty ornithopters, and it's like, <laughs> what can you do? What yeah, can you do? Th- th- those games were uh, this, that was that was a good time. We need to do that more. Like when we have random pickup games, just have everybody hop in the voice chat. It was chaotic, but it was great. Yeah, it yeah. was a lot. Um, um, it was fun. But I think I'm gonna Saturday. I'm gonna. Coming to town, I'm going to go up to Card Addicts before the actual party starts uh, at Gavin's house and get some chill games and pick up some cards for a spicy new deck. Ooh, and uh, y'all ain't even like heard new about new? it yet. Oh, yeah, y'all ain't even heard about it yet. See, I tell you everything. Whenever I'm ruining a deck, I'm just I like, swear. hello, Brandon. I need your opinion on the uh, fire deck I'm building. <laughs> well, to be fair, I don't even know what it is yet. I'm in oh. between three ideas. <laughs> I just got to narrow it down. That's a shame. But I've locked myself in a firm budget, so it won't be too bad. That's good. All right. Well, let's jump into the main meat of our podcast. Uh, we are going to answer some questions that our lovely Discord ease have asked us in our Q&A. Um, if you'd like to partake in something like this in the future and you're not part of our Discord, please check the show notes like Bert mentioned previously. And um, you might be able to be featured in one of these awesome episodes. So let's start off with a question from the virus of water treasure tokens, a strong enough mechanic to be considered a ramp replacement in decks without green. Yeah. So I guess I'll go ahead and, and start that one off. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think treasure tokens are one of my favorite mechanics that they've come out with. I love the idea of treasures. They're artifacts that you can get mana 
they can be used as an artifacts. Matter is kind of strategy as well. Um, I, I mm-hmm. love I love treasures. I think they are a strong enough mechanic to be considered a ramp replacement in decks without green. I think even in decks with green that have colors that access to make treasure, you'd still throw them in there if they fit the vibe of your deck because treasures are. I mean, they're just oh, they're just value all the time. Um, I mean, obviously the most notable you know, like Banshee or dude under your bed that when it comes to treasures is smothering tithe. That's the card that people think of the most, I think. And that card is absolutely busted for a reason. Uh, being able to, to ramp like that is, is incredible. So, so it's funny, like this question, uh, cause I, I did a regrew on my Titania deck. And so one of the cards that I was considering was a uh, tireless provisioner, um, which is the, uh, tireless people have taken, but, um, it makes either a food or a treasure token. Um, in that particular deck, I don't, I don't really value the treasure token more than I do lands. But there are definitely a lot of instances where I consider treasure just like a ramp source. Um, I think it's really good. I, I, th- I think the treasure being free um, makes it more appealing. Um, you don't. There's no investment. You just you really have to do to get treasure. And mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like a money back guarantee, right? Like you, you play your dark side extortionist or your treasure map, and then you 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 put you put some mana into it, but then you get that mana back, right? It, it it's almost hitting like a ritual of sorts. So. Yeah, and especially when you start to care about like artifacts, um, I think you get a lot more mileage out of that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's that green partner um, commander that cares about you know artifacts being sacked to pump your dudes, your golems or whatever. Um, so treasure tokens, obviously in that green deck are more important than lands kind of opposite of what Bert was just saying. Um, and like Brandon mentioned, the fact that there are artifacts make, you know, the biggest difference because artifacts are one of the most important permanents, uh, permanent types, I guess I could say, um, and matter in a lot of non green decks, but you know, can also matter in green decks for sure. All right. The next question is from moral perplexity. What's your opinion on the state of the game right now and your opinion on the release timing of sets versus the cost uh, of the sets? Right about to go ham. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so let's the, start with the, the current state of the game. All right. So current state of the game. I mean, obviously, power creep is a real thing. I mean, we've talked about this a million times on the podcast, but I think that currently the state of the game is fine. It's it's still okay enough for newer players to get into the game um, and not be too far behind with uh, with the state that they're printing precons because precons are getting stronger and stronger every single iteration. But uh, I definitely think that if we don't slow the roll, we're going to see the game turn into something that is just out of control. I think that the commander focus is is the is the thing I like the least probably. Yeah, and I think that's fair. Um, I think that when Hasbro took over, we definitely saw an increase in Commander product because they finally realized mm-hmm. that, like, hey, Commander is kind of where it's at. So I, th- I, th- I don't like the fact that we get so much Commander stuff, um, especially since, like, before we used to have to... I kind of enjoyed having to, to scavenge, like, standard <laughs> sets to, like, get stuff that was, like, you know, good in Commanders, like a mm-hmm. standard set would come out. And, like, everybody be, like, you know, holler, hooping and hollering about the standard cars. And you're like, well, well, I found this neat uncommon, and I think it's neat. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, but I, I definitely, I, I like that Commander is growing. I, I, do, I do think the game will continue to grow. I think that people will continue to, you know, start playing. 
Um, I just think that um, we as commander players have to make it an environment that people want to join, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, like, the metagame's healthy. Like, I feel like there's, you know, people play decks that aren't too, like, degenerate. Like, I think the idea of CDH versus normal um, EDH in terms of, like, when to play them and when not to play them. I think people have a good understanding of that. Um, so it makes the game fun. But like like you said, like if someone shows up to a pre-con, whatever, like like they're acceptable, but these really good cards are really expensive and they make them kind of unacceptable, unaccessible to certain people, which makes um, can, can make for some unfun games, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, so opinions on release times and the cost of those sets. Slow it down. <laughs> Lord have mercy, dude. I'm, I'm literally at such a fatigue from Magic sets. Like, we literally... Uh, like Modern Horizons 2 is what releasing this weekend technically right and then like we have like Forgotten Realms spoilers already like pouring out the wazoo and I'm just like y'all look I love Commander and I love playing the game but I also don't want to have to drop money on cards I want from a set that comes out especially if you have FOMO this is horrible for people that have FOMO (laughs) because a set's coming out every two months and it's just like dude and it's all Commander focused even if it says Modern Horizons 2 so it's like and so you say every two months, but we also have to include secret layers in that because yeah. between those two months, we have at least one or two secret layers coming out too. So it's true. just like, true. it's like, bro, I don't, I chill. Yeah. Chill, and then for man. each set, you know, they're making, it used to be like commander would get commander product what? once a set. Once now it's a like, year. or once a year. I mean, now it's like once a set. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm at the point now where I miss that because when stuff wasn't commander focused, you could find these cool cards from a set that was focused on other stuff and you could turn it into your commander deck and make it special. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh, look at this. Here's a bomb here and here's a bomb here. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. And and <laughs> I, I don't know about y'all. I, I'm really big on collecting cards. Too, so like the, the secret layers are kind of what, what are doing me in. Um, I know they were real polarizing when they first were announced and first were released. Like, but I I didn't buy the first few ones. Um those were the test runs and you kind of saw it with like you know the pringles um now i think the only one that i got that was kind of my foils curled up was uh the extra life um secret layer yeah. but that one and, and that that's kind of a problem i have too because it's just like some of the secret layers are for a good cause um like the extra life i bought because it was extra life um the black is magic i bought because it went to black girls cold which is a great group to support by the way Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. support a charity so it 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 really starts to get me because this next one um it's what 444 dollars for the for all of the secret layers yep yeah but then you having a sick you're having a set coming out like a month after that Mm -hmm. and i'm supposed to want to buy and and the set yeah, before, before that, that so series. expensive too. And here's yeah. the problem too. Like, okay, one of the one of these like pieces from this new set is all of the Praetors foiled with the Phyrexian script, right? Mm-hmm. You can get all the whole set of all of them for forty dollars foil, and you. It's like one of those things where it's like mm-hmm. I kind of have to do this. Like, if I ever wanted them with Phyrexian text, like you either do this now or it hits the secondary market and just jumps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah, because the, the part about that is think about just the Elish Norn in that set. Um, of course, it's different than the Judge Pormo that I actually own. 
um, that has friction text, but it doesn't have the legendary border. Um, that one's about two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Uh, I think it's a little bit less available than these will be. Yeah. But if that's any kind of indicator, I, I mean, that illustration is going to be anywhere from twenty dollars to two hundred dollars. Like, and the legendary border for these praetors is different than regular legendary borders. Like, they've made it to where it's a special edition for the praetors. So that's another thing to consider. It's like, I looked at it today and I was like, dude. I don't even run half of these Praetors, but, like, <laughs> do I just get it? Because if I don't, like, it's just going to spike. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. If I ever want to play the Praetors, like, it's like I either have them or I don't. And so, and some of them, like, Urabrask even is sitting right now, not like, regular text and everything is sitting at, like, 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. So, I, it's just one of those yeah. things where it's like, yeah, Secret Layers will definitely get you in. Yeah. For sure. And it's hard to determine whether or not that value will hold you know, over time, like does the yeah. land secret layers, like I'm sure those are great. I haven't checked on those, but I'm sure those are, you know, super My, expensive. I don't know when I'm supposed to get it, but I'm going to get it. Um, <laughs> also, you, the way, the way I evaluate magic cards is you really have to be willing to, the price that you pay for it is up to you. Um, yeah. Cause, cause, and, and that's why using card spirit is nice to me because, um, you don't always get the cards that you want when you want them. So it's more of a long-term thing. So, But you get to set the price that you want for them. Um, for an example, I when Modern Horizons 2 first came out, I jumped on. I was like, yo, I want an Esper Sentinel. Um, Esper Sentinels were going for like 30 at the time. I was like, nah, bro, I want to play 18 at most. So I put whatever percentage of 30 was 18. And somebody sent me an Esper Sentinel for $18. Nice. Um, I think they're a little bit less than that right now. I think they're like sixteen or something. But me paying eighteen dollars for that, like I, I, in my mind, I had already attributed eighteen dollars for that. Like I will pay eighteen dollars for this card, so that's fine with me. Yeah. So you really have yeah. to just pick a price point that's like okay with you. And if you don't have that, like, don't 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 make it above your means or or mm-hmm. like, don't don't change that for a particular card either. Yeah, and that's the that's the you know the the brilliance quote uh, behind the marketing that that Wizards does, especially with these secret layers, is that it, they really they really eat and prey upon FOMO, um, and they know that commander players want shiny things. Um, but uh, so Card Sphere was a, a really good something that you would really like to use, right? Yeah, I haven't used it yet. I need to. But shout out to Card Sphere if you're all listening to this. Uh, <laughs> Use my referral link if you sign up, like for real though. Like, and uh, me up for it. sponsor the podcast. Um, but anyway. <laughs> sponsor the podcast. But Cross, what are your thoughts? <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on that part? Um, I'll give you the poor person perspective. Well, not like you know, whatever. But like, I'm 23, just got married, just got a house, buying furniture for house. So I don't have much money to spend for magic, if any. Um, so I've just come to terms with the fact that things or will not be in my grasp and that's okay. And I've just learned to accept it and I will maybe one day see a cool Prater, but until then <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> um, but from the outside perspective, just watching, you know, all the releases, it's, it's kind of crazy, you know? Um, and I am like a marketing major, recent grad shout out UAB. And um, so watching, you know, wizards really tackle this, you know, whale that they found an audience of EDH players. It's like, it really is something 
miraculous to watch. Like it's really cool from that mm-hmm. perspective. Um, and they're going to keep doing it until they can't anymore. And then they're going to, you know, suck everybody dry. And then they're going to print more broken things <laughs> to get more products selling. So in terms of longevity of Magic the Gathering, um, in terms of EDH focus, it's going to be short run, but um, it'll be interesting to see when it stops. Hasbro, hashtag sucking us dry. <laughs> sucking <laughs> us dry. Constantly. Have you seen a Mortal Kombat movie? Not the new one. No, I'm afraid, bro. Bro, there is a line in there, and I can't believe it's in there. And the line was, he just got his soul sucked. <laughs> bro, that sounds like some TikTok stuff, dude. Oh, my God. I, I still can't believe that was in the movie. Like, somebody just, I don't know. But also, like, how someone do you was sitting about, at a writing? Like, the... <laughs> yeah, like someone was like, sitting down at a table writing and they're like we gotta write this crap that that's good that's gold <laughs> it's like <laughs> what what if what if what if you got a soul suck <laughs> nobody what if but you got like, a soul um, suck <laughs> on, on continuing product like because you know they had the commander collection green come out right mm-hmm yeah. How long do y'all think they make a, a another command lander collection, or if they're gonna, do you think they're gonna make another one? Yes, they definitely they're gonna they do. To. I, I'm telling you. Now here's the you, caveat. You say that. Yeah, but they didn't but finish the, last, the spell uh, books, right? Planeswalker. Yeah. <laughs> when was the last Planeswalker spell book we saw? So. That's, yeah, yeah I mean, I it really comes down, it comes down to sales. I think that they're probably gonna push. They'll probably do blue next, and I imagine, I imagine it will come out by before the year's up. If I had to guess. Unless they're going to do holiday releases for it, which they could. Because the that's when they did Blue green. Is like, it's like, so from their perspective, they say they don't look at the secondary market, whatever. Um, Liars. But they're looking at the secondary market, like, oh, you know, for sure. But, like, what blue cards would they put in there to really get people, you know, they look at the second mar- secondary market because of all these secret layers and stuff. But I can already tell like, you. It'd be, like, Rhystic Study. Cyclonic Rift. Managerine. Cyclonic, oh. Cryptic, no, Cryptic Howard. Command. Cyclonic Rift, Rhystic Study for sure, top three. There's going to be a Command Tower, there's going to be a Soul Ring, and there's going to be something else. There has to be that's something stupid. Probably like Frantic Search or something like that. <clears throat> Dude, that card's strong. Search. It be Opt. Yeah. <laughs> Opt. Opt. Counterspell. Or like one of the other one manuals. Counterspell. Anyway. Yeah, counter- Counterspell. The next one is an interesting one. Another one that we're going to be rambling about probably. Um Oh, it's Vera. Ask us, what is your most unpopular MTG opinion? Let's start with Bert on this one. <laughs> they, they said they wanted to start with me because they know what I'm about to say. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Land destruction is fine and needed. Mm. Bro, he Land said destruction it. is fine and we need it. Bro, he said it just like that, too. He says we need it. Listen. Okay. I, I'm with Bert on this one. I'm, I'm going to say it. <laughs> I'm with Bert. I think. Yeah. Let, let me, why, do, why do we need it? Yeah, so let me let me... I'm one of those players when it comes to this because so I, I mass land destruction it feels bad if people don't have a win con. So I definitely think mass land destruction you kinda need to have some way to win shortly after that. Um or else yeah. you just want people to scoop for you. But there is always gonna be that person that won't scoop you no matter what. But That's um, me. I say it's needed because <laughs> when it comes to green, I feel like like targeting land and just like you know destroying lands is kind of like the only way to kind of keep up order like unless you're not unless you're ramping too um so getting rid of someone's lands like excessive lands i think i should say um there was a blue card in zendikar rising Mm -hmm. and it kind of 
it didn't quite shut it down, but it put a it slowed down the landfall, right? And and people yeah. were talking about it when it was first spoiled. I don't remember. It was like something. It's something with a C. Yeah, it's like and if it you would blue. play second land, it would bounce one to your hand or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Confusing yeah. so they conundrum the, or confounding conundrum. Yeah, something like. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> and so I. I think more cards like that are kind of needed or going to be needed in the future, especially if we keep taking this like approach to like commander, which like ramp is so important. Like I'm hanging yep. out in people's chats. People are always talking about how much ramp there was this one person who was like, yeah, I got like 20 ramp cards, bro. And I'm like, how do you play the game? Like all I do is get my at, lands up. At, at that point, you don't even have the lands to, to play the ramp spell. 20 yeah. slots. Yeah. Like, yeah, but I, I definitely think, and and I I guess land destruction is a loose term for me too because like I I think that card is definitely a right place to start and just bouncing the lands so you don't get the, well I guess you still could tap them in response so but so you don't keep that advantage that you're going to have as opposed yeah. to someone who, you know, is playing like Boros or something they're playing that one land per turn, um, if even, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you just throw in overburden. Banner breach, confounding conundrum. I mean, what you know? I'm also back pro. I'm also yeah. Back to I'm I'm a big back to basics <laughs> fan, and I know it, it makes so at my LGS when I play back to basics, man, it pisses off so many people. But I mean, that's my part of my strategy. If I'm not going to be greedy with my lands, and you are, I'm going to punish you for it. Yeah, and Jokel hops and Armageddon. Hey, man, I'm a fan. Mm. Just have a wink on. Yeah, can you win? I, and I'll say like two turns after that, like two of your turns after that. I don't, I don't really be wanting to see sit there more than long than that. Like, yeah. But yeah, I'm about to make Lord Wingrace a mass land destruction deck. I want someone to to Fury's protection in response to their own Armageddon. <laughs> yeah, do it. I mean, you just win. It, if you yeah. keep your board state after that, like, and you, you can kill people with it, you win. There you go. Um, pot of three pro MLD. Yeah, I mean, you got to put the asterisk up there because yeah, there is yeah. an asterisk for sure. Because people gonna clip that one thing pro MLD and then they're just gonna run with it. Yeah, <laughs> must have win condition. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, because I'm not gonna scoop if you play MLD and you have a win condition. I'm just not gonna scoop. Yeah, we just scoop. gonna sit here and vibe, bro. Restart the game. Even when the sky comes falling, <laughs> even when it's do or die. Uh, um, hey, all right, unpopular Magic the Gathering opinion. Hmm. All right, so I think my unpopular quotes again, magic opinion, because I feel like there's two sides to this, right? Like, there's a lot of people I know that agree with me, but then there's also a lot of people that that don't agree with me about this. Like, interesting. Number one, and here it is: <laughs> stop using the number system to talk about the power level of your decks, please. I know a lot of people agree with me. But it's it's so subjective, dude. And we've done I mean, we've done a whole episode about this and we've talked about this in like several episodes, but I'm gonna say it again for the people in the back. Look, if you say your deck's a five, I'm assuming it's a seven. I've literally to this day never met a true five. Every time someone tells me a five, it's like, okay, and then it's like, yeah, and I just steamrolled you. It's like, look, I go, here's what you can say. You can say, my deck is focused. Or you can say my deck is more optimized. Or you can say is, hey, I'm trying to win by turn five right then i know what deck i need to play that's the difference between me playing something like orvar which takes a little bit a lot longer to win because i have to set up forever versus playing zada which tries to win on like turn four so it's like it, it there there is a very big difference to that because nothing is worse than 
jumping into a game with someone that you've never played with before. And that's a whole tangent about randoms. But anyway, and then them being like, yeah, my deck's probably like a, probably like a five. Then it's like, all right, sick. And then it's like, boom, turn five, you're dead. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, just got, you know, and then they're, I swear to God, every time their, their ego is out of control, I'm like, y'all, but, but like abandon the number system. Let me know what turn you want to win by. And let me know if it's focused, optimized, or super powerful. Just be honest. That's it. Um, also, EK made a uh, TikTok that was talking about because he hates the number system too. Um, one of his that he said is like, how much fast mana are you running? Which is really important because if you're running stuff like Jeweled Lotus, Mana Crypt, stuff like that, oh, yeah. like that's a whole other tier. They hit, yeah. they hit a little bit different, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, you know, sometimes sure. Jeweled Lotus is just really good if your commander costs three. Like I could put it in Chatterfang. I'm not gonna, but. Yeah. It's even good, like, for Jodsey, if she, she costs eight, so it helps kind of get rid of some of that. But, I mean. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, you just, it, it, it's, it's so, it's so fast. Um, so, you kind of have to let people, it, it would be good to let people know. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm running, like, Soul Ring. I feel like everybody's running Soul Ring, so maybe not so much. But if you're running, like, Mana Crypt, Mana Vault, Jewel Lotus, mm-hmm. um, any Moxon. Besides the one with Metalcraft, oh I think. Yeah, it's like, why yeah. are you trying to sweat so hard? Um, yeah, and there's but. space for competitive decks. It is All four players need to have the same, at least moderately close power level. All right, Cross. <laughs> Hit us with it, dude. Hit us with it. My, my, my unpopular MTG opinion, which may not be very unpopular, but I think that Wizards of the Coast is ruining EDH, which sounds bold. Hot flipping sounds, take. Sounds I think, I know, I'm kind of with you on it. Like I'm 100 percent with you. I think that kind of touches on what I said earlier, right? About like them making commander specific stuff. It kind of mm-hmm. dilutes the game, right? Like or oversaturates the game actually, which is not what you want. Like, yeah, it's preach. My it mother. makes you crazy. Like if you're playing a three mana, you know, commander or even like a single color commander that Jewel Lotus can be in, like why not play Jewel Lotus, right? Like, you're kind of, like, why not? Like, there's, there's, it actually hurts your deck not to play Jewel Lotus at that point, right? So if, if Watsi keeps printing all these cards that are, like, super powerful and super pushed in EDH format, I mean, everyone's gonna be running the same decks or the same cards over and over again. And then slowly, just like Stainard has been in the recent years, if you follow that, it's slowly turned into, like, the same three decks for, like, you know, forever. And of course, there's people that play pet decks and stuff, but, Bert, we talked about this before the show started, but like when you have these super optimal cards, it makes you want to play your pet cards less and less because it's like, well, why would I play this random common from Ice Age mm-hmm. when I could play this super broken mythic from the last set that was released? Mm-hmm. It's, crazy. it's like, hey, you like this counter spell? Here's Fierce Guardianship. Why why do we need it? <laughs> why would you pay two mana for counter spell when you could pay nothing? Yeah, I always get crazy. that's where I get uh to the point where it's going to be eventually like it it's kind of it's not really that big a deal right now but eventually it is going to be up to the people playing commander like really up to the people playing commander not to just put the best cards in their deck for any given situation like yeah it's gonna have to there's gonna have to be some kind of movement to go back and just play cards because they're fun like I don't know. Like I'm playing minions, minions murmurs in my Chatterfane deck. How many of you don't do? Do you know what minion murmurs does? Bro, I never heard of that. How often <laughs> do you hear? How often do you hear people? I'm a cast minions murmur, 
It's a four mana <laughs> uh, spell that in black, and it's you lose X life and it's cards with X is the number of creatures you control. It definitely nice. sounds squirrely, that's for sure. To go back to my main argument, it's like it's also making CEDH more and more difficult, right? Like they're having to ban more and more things because more and more crazy cards are getting printed. And that, so that is ruining the idea of like CEDH for certain people. Of course, I don't play CEDH, so I'm not like super in tune with that community or anything like that, but like I know a lot of people didn't like the Flash Hulk era, right? And so they had to ban that, but that's like a powerful card that was printed at that time. And um, this random interaction between all magic set, you know, history, like you can just combo out of nowhere, right? Um, and so when they keep printing these stupid cards that they aren't testing with cards from like 20 years ago, right? There could possibly be broken interactions there. They're just not predicting. That's a good take though. I like that take a lot. I like both of y'all's takes. All right, this question... <laughs> Yeah, this question is hard. Um, Astral Flames ask if there could be any shard, wedge, guild, or school color combination you could rename. What would you change it to, and why? I know mine. I think y'all have to think on this one, right? Gruel, change it to Stompy Boys, and why? Okay. They stomp things. All right, all right. that's oh, it's fair. Or like the violent hippie commune. It's like a. a- <laughs> Violet Hippie like on THC. Stompy Boys. And, Stompy Boys. And Stompy. then on the back, they, they stomp boys. I mean, it can't you can't they go too deep with that boys. because look at their new signet in the secret layer. It's literally two rocks tied together. You really Yo, can't go that, that so much. Yeah, you really though. can't go that deep with Gruel. It's like, we stomp. Yeah. You know, stomp with this. Um, we stomp. <laughs> for me, we just change. We just change Naya to Burt. Mm. Just Burt. It's me. Yeah, you play Burt. Yeah, that's no, I love to play Burt. That's the only. That's the only. Naya is Burt. Nah, I mean, hey, that's a fair point. Look at your name on spell table. Burt Heart of Naya. Uh, yeah, it's Burt Heart of Naya. Yeah. Like, that's man. fair. Wait, 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 what color is your date, Burt? Mm, mm. Burt. <laughs> that's it. That's the, Bro, I mean, that's the TED talk. <laughs> Stompy Boys and Burt. Cross. Mm-hmm. Come on. Reel it in. I, I don't have a I don't have a color combo. I'll change a color name if I may. Go ahead. Okay. White. Trash. Change it to bad. There you go. There you go. Trash. Or sugar. Oh, man, or sugar. Yeah. Pure sugar. Pure, Pure sugar. sugar. Pure sugar. Um, there just, it is. We'll go ahead and throw another one in there. Simic can be changed to overpowered. Or. Hey, are y'all okay? So if we're going with like the Stompy Boys like kind of direction, <laughs> right? It's like Gruel, Stompy Boys, and Simic is just like Lance. Boom, Lance. Boom, Lance. Boom. That's Boom. it. Boom. Lance. Oops, Lance. Oops, Lance. Oops, all Lance. Okay. 20 pieces of I like Bert. I'm, I'm going to play Bert till I die. So we got Bert. We've got Stompy Boys. That You know what? That's a deck I need to build as a Stompy Boys deck. That literally, my whole goal I'm is just to punch to folks with green and red people. So one of our Patreons, uh, Mel, um, I believe it was her daughter, um, was going over our playmat and pointing out the color. And she's like, what color is this? And it's like, black. What color is this? Blue. What color is this? Green. What color is this? Red. And what color is this? And she pointed at white. And she was like, uh... Pure sugar. And I'm just like, she's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, that is true. Uh, and if you want to get your own version of our playmat, because it looks super sweet. I mean, the kid loved it. Everybody loves it. You can just go to Inked Gaming. We have a shop on InkedGaming.com, and you can order the playmat. 
part of the proceeds of the playmat will go to us and help us with stuff towards the stream and the podcast. So uh, pick one up. They look super dope. But anyway, all right, we can segue into the next question now. Next question is from the infamous J-Bar. Uh, he asked, from your own experience, what the social contract means to you? I'm assuming we're talking about like the rule zero thing, right? Rule zero. Uh, that's that's kind of yeah. what I was thinking. So rule zero to me is one of the most important things in a commander pod when you're sitting down. Um, you should take our opinion. You should take our word for it because we are called pod of three. So we know all things about commander pods. Mm-hmm. And rule zero is absolutely Amen. the most important part. You want th- That's the conversation, like I said, on my quote-unquote hot take right where it's like hey i'm running these cards this is when i want to win by that's when you have that conversation you can also have the more fun side of that conversation which is like hey i want to run this as my commander and it's like a silver bordered card or these two aren't really normally partners but can i make them partners like fun stuff like that that you want to experiment with that's the time to have that conversation Mm -hmm. and i think I think rule zero is just respect towards other players and it may, it keeps the fun and community in the game, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. And I also um, think it's important to remember that other people, they're also playing this game and like, that's all it is, is a game, right? Like this isn't make or break. We aren't pros. We're not playing for money or anything like that. Like we play this game time and time again, just to have fun. So remember that fun means different things to different people. For me, it's definitely like more about the communication. Um, I've run into several issues that I've kind of like even written down to see like how I could do better. Um, for example, um, three of the people had arrived in spell table and we had already agreed, hey, we're playing the budget decks. Um, two people were playing pre-cons. I was playing a budget deck. And then the fourth person comes in, but we don't tell them that. And that is partly on our fault. But, like, we have our, like, we do our first turns, it's like, oh, yeah, we're playing pre-cons, and they're playing, um, insert Simic Commander here. Um, (laughs) so it it really was, like, up to, like, I should have been, like, oh, when they joined, like, oh, yeah, we're playing budget decks. And then if they didn't have a budget decks, all of us could have switched decks. But that that game was kind of miserable, and that's what happens when the social Mm -hmm. contract isn't met for all four sides. Mm-hmm. Is it's going to be miserable for somebody. Um, and sometimes games are kind of sucky for you because of things that are going on. That's a little bit different than going in knowing it's going to suck. Like, mm-hmm. like he was just playing Landfall Tribal. Turn one, he got four lands. And it's like, like have y'all also, have y'all ever seen somebody play Slumber Bloom in EDH? Absolutely. No. no. Nope. Okay. Nope. Just wondering. Um, so it was <laughs> just like. Yeah, it was just like, okay, it's wild. But it is. I couldn't be like all mad at that person because I didn't tell them. But also, mm-hmm. part of communication is it goes both ways. They didn't ask either. So always be conscious so, of the pod that you're playing in and make always. adjustments as needed. Yeah. All right, J Bar also asks from your experiences and times playing EDH, who has been your favorite commander? Whether or not that's who you played. Or you played against it and you really liked it. So who's your favorite? Who's my favorite commander of all the commanders that I've played? I'm honestly I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go ahead and just chalk it up to one that I actually currently have, uh, and that is Varen, Voice of Duality. Uh, I I love Varen and uh, 
I think it's I think it's one of the most fun decks I've had in a long time. Uh, besides that, probably be Kenrith, my five color Enchantress deck that I used to have. Uh, that one was a lot of fun too. But Varen, I like playing Storm, and it's Is It Storm? It's the closest thing I have to Modern Storm. I mean, it is you know. All right, Bert, what about you? Uh, probably my other Anima. That was like the first deck that I built myself, and like okay. also one of the first decks that I like upgraded all the way. Like I remember. Well, you know, dual lands weren't so expensive back then. Like, you get a title <laughs> for, like, 75 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I got the dual lands for it. I got, like, the, the big creatures and the boys and all that stuff. But I just remember I, I, I really wanted a gaming computer, and I was like, I could sell this for a gaming computer. And that's what I did. I sold everything except my commander. I actually have an altar. Um for my my other anima like it's altered to be if you've played child of light it's aurora from that and uh it's really sweet i love it and i keep playing and putting it back together but i always get sidetracked yeah i need um, every deck of yours to be naya though true i mean i just want to have every naya deck I don't think all my decks are going to be Naya. But I want to build a boon too. That one's sweet. Uh, my favorite, at least the most fun I've had playing, it's probably my Ghost of Pietro um, and Tormod deck. The partner so pairings. Sweet. It's so fun. It's so unique. Uh, I think that's what I like about it. So I've never seen a deck quite like it that utilizes leaving the graveyard and putting stuff in the graveyard. Um, that's not like reanimation or anything. So pretty cool. I love it. Always plays fun. Not necessarily broken or good, but mm-hmm. cool. And everybody that's listening, uh, whether you're on the live stream or you're listening uh, via Apple or Spotify, hop in our Discord and let us know what your favorite commander that you've ever played or ever owned is, just so we can kind of see. It gives us new ideas for commanders, and it lets you reminisce. All right, the next question is from, oh, it's from myself. Wow. Um, <laughs> so what is a commander on the contrary? What commander do you hate to play against? Child of Lara. Interesting. You see that Child of Lara in the command zone? Something ain't right. Something ain't, Something ain't right. right. Like you, that Medigar Solid, that noise is going off because it's just like. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. And that's, that, and that's where you got to be like social contract. Yo, what you playing? Yo, what are you, what's happening? What are you playing? Yeah. Is it like War White <laughs> Tribal or some weird? It, it's, some, it's something not right. You know how we said the. Failed the Griff players got their own cult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Child of Alara players are kind of the same. <laughs> yeah, way they too. really do. Sounds right. Like, <laughs> y'all playing Angry Baby for a reason. Like, I don't know who hurt you. <laughs> but we, we, we need to talk about this. Mine's Tear Grid. Tear Grid. Oh. Well, yep. well, we don't sit down and play with them. We just go to another I've table. never played against Tear Grid. Dude, Slash runs it. I played against Slash just because I like Slash. I like hanging out with them on Spell Table. And I've, I've had to muck my way through a few of those games. But, man, Tear Grid's horrible, dude. I, I, that's I a commander. at another table in my own house. <laughs> just get up and move tables. <laughs> just play up. Yeah. Mine's, mine's probably Nekuzar. That's a good one. I, forgot. I always Gerard forget cards. about him. Yeah, I, I love drilling cards, but I hate mm-hmm. when someone forces me to draw cards and then hurts me for it. Sad. It's not like personal problem to me. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. It is. <laughs> if they take my favorite part of magic and ruin it. Like it's like, mm-hmm. no, get that out of here. They poison your favorite <laughs> part of magic. <laughs> um. Oh, Kalia is awful too. By the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Imagine, yeah. Kalia. Imagine having more than one Kalia deck. 
Wow. Like, why would you? There's so Ooh. many other options. Ooh. Shout out to our field mail. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> um, next question is also for me uh, that I had written down. What archetype would you like to play more of? Brandon, you are not allowed to say Storm. No, I'm good on that. I, I definitely want to play more creature, kind of combat-based decks. Mix it up a little bit. Stompy Boys? Yeah, Stompy Boys. Stompy Boys. Bert? Uh, I think it's Storm, actually, like, unironically. Um, <laughs> like, like for real. <laughs> like, I, like I, I have Calamax, which is, like, the closest thing I have to a Storm deck, but I don't, like, Storm in that, in that deck. I just play dumb, make my monster grow spells. Um, I have a real hard time keeping track of like triggers and stuff like that and copies of the stack. So I think that's because of lack of like experience with those kind of cards. Um, so I yeah. think I kind of need to like delve into that and kind of like maybe get some practice. Maybe I need like baby's first storm commander <laughs> and like I need to play that. <laughs> Man, Storm is so fun. Storm is so fun. Basically, like, I need to be able to see it on the board to have, like, uh, for me to truly understand. Like, even, like, with Calamax and he copies a spell, like, it still confuses me sometimes. So, man, you throw... I'm going to try, and if it don't work, it don't work. You throw Varen in the Calamax, that thing cranks to 10, dude. <laughs> that thing, dude, Baron with Calamax. I don't understand what they were thinking, but uh, Storm is yeah. such a good mechanic. That was a TikTok hot mm. take I had today, actually. Interesting. Uh, mine is artifacts. I don't. Well, I'm about to build one, but um, artifact decks. I think that's a cool. There's always so many different ways to exploit artifacts. Uh, I'm actually about to build a Lonus deck, and I'm going to play a bunch of affinity cards in there. Like, that'd be fun. And I'm also going to throw in Urza because hmm. uh, your boy trying Ooh. to win the game. So. Trying to work. Trying to work. Uh, the next couple of questions are more about the podcast and less about magic specifically. Um, so this one comes from our boy Spyro. Do you plan on making the podcast visual? Like, for example, the command zone, how they post to YouTube. Welcome to the first visual podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually doing it right now. <laughs> so part of this, <laughs> what, what we're doing here is um, testing. We, oh, we, we something we like to do here is always try new things because if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work, and we move on. If it does work and it, you know, y'all like it, the community likes it, then we just continue to do it and adapt it to fit what we want to do. Um, I definitely think that if we were to venture off into like once we get our own like frames or outlines or whatever and it's more custom feeling we could probably start doing youtube videos and stuff like that with the episode and just make it a little bit more to where you can see all of our beautiful faces uh yeah i think for me personally like i'd love to see more visual content here as far as our faces versus our board states oh yeah interesting pretty well i ain't pretty all the time (laughs) gotta get the hair right for me but um yeah I think I also get like it's a whole, it's a whole other like ball game, right? Like kind of get like some people aren't good on camera, and I feel like I'm kind of awkward on camera at times. So I have to get used to that. Definitely. I think like as far as like being like the command zone, like no, the main reason is like we'll never be able to really do it in the same room because I live 
so far away from the other two lovely co-hosts. So like we wouldn't be able to do anything like that for the foreseeable future. So everything that we do podcast related has to be done online. Um, but trying to find ways to, to make it work like that has been kind of challenging in a fun way. So that's kind of why we wanted to do something like this, uh, live stream it and let y'all talk amongst yourselves and, uh, while we record. So yeah. I'm about to go to Bert's house. I go. Record there. I got specs. Uh, next question is from big dan uh if you could have any guest on your show that plays magic the gathering who would it be and why my answer is post freaking alone okay yeah i think i would like to have an episode talking about um if you listen to edh rick they also they refer to dana as like the hipster um because he doesn't really build popular commanders um Mm -hmm. but i also think that's important and it's going to be important in the future where it's going to have to be like, okay, we're not playing the best of cards. Like, he has a Dejiru deck. Mm-hmm. Like, Planeswalker. White Planeswalker guy. Like, come on, bro. Yeah. Like, how cool, like, the pro- to know the process behind that and to, like, kind of urge other people to do that. Sweet. Yeah, very cool. I'd say, I honestly, I would have said Dana, too. It'd be fun to have a, uh, a stream where it's, like, all of us playing, like, these very hipstery decks, you know what I mean? Like, they're outside of the uh, the mainstream. Uh, that'd be fun. I also want to, I'd love to play with Talia Vest, too. Yep. Those are two Super good ones. Sweet. Mine is still Post Malone, the <laughs> GOAT. I love his music, so, of course, when I found out he plays Magic, I was like, oh, too. yeah, Posty. Mm-hmm. If it comes around, you never know. Never know. <laughs> hey. Never yeah, know. Never know. So, you know, shout out to Post Malone. Absolutely. Shout out to Post, dude. Shout out, shout out to the dude. Uh, Big Dan asked one more question. It is, is the flight speed of an unladen swallow? Uh, the flight speed is 24 miles per hour. Is that a Monty Python reference? <laughs> yep, sure is. But also, I looked it up. I don't uh, Maximum velocity, gosh, about 24 miles an hour. That's all I know, is that it's a Monty Python reference. Doesn't he like blast some people if you get it wrong or something? He like throw you in the air. Blast. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, sorry, blast it. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I didn't understand that reference, so I just asked it. I figured one of y'all would, and I was sort of correct. Absolutely. Awesome. The next question comes from Melody. Uh, what are your short-term and long-term goals for the podcast and the Twitch stream? Yes, I thought I kept going in my show notes, but um, that was it. Yes. <laughs> Short-term, long-term goals. All right. Uh, Bert, you want to keep this one off? Uh, I guess. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> Short-term, I'm really just enjoying, like, seeing the building blocks kind of come together, especially in the Discord and us have our own community and stuff like that. Um, even, like, people being more active. Like, the day everyone was active in Discord, I was just like, yo. I'm ecstatic. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. I want an active discord. Um, I want people to have a place where they, they can be themselves and they can be happy and they can enjoy stuff. Um, definitely long-term goals. Uh, I just, I just want to be recognized as a magic gathering content creator. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. I'm, I'm walking at the street. I'm, I'm at the magic fest. I'm <laughs> playing a game and they're like, yo, you're Bert from pot of three. <laughs> um, that, and that's that, that, that that's how I know I made it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're Bert Hart Anaya. Like that that's that's it. That that's how I know I made it. Yeah. yeah, I think those are good goals. Cross, what about you? 
I think my sh- yeah. I mean, it's really similar to what. Like, I'm just enjoying the ride, honestly. Like, it's been, mm-hmm. it's gotten bigger than I, not that I thought it would. Like, I, we are very no, cool guys, in my opinion. I think we click well, but I mean, it's blown up and it's shocking mm-hmm. and it's exciting and it's, it's fun. And we've met some really really cool people. Like Spyro lives on the other side of the planet, but he is hanging out with us constantly and we're communicating and we're really good friends and it's really cool. Um, so like that's bigger than I ever thought it would. And so the short term goal mm-hmm. is just to, I mean, just to keep going, right? Like just to keep having fun and keep bringing awesome content to some awesome people. Long term goal. I mean, it would be cool to be like, Oh my gosh, cross. What up? You know, like I listen to y'all all the time. Like that's super cool, but really just for, people to keep tuning in week after week and to keep supporting us and keep loving us and keep making really good friends and really good, you know, connections over the years or whatever with some really awesome people. Yeah. So, you know, just, this is going to turn into a little bit of a smooch fest. I think with with everything (laughs) we're all saying, but uh, no, I think I definitely, so let's, let's go back a couple months, right? So we've been doing this for three months now. Uh, yeah, this is our 15th episode, uh, you know, and so it's just three months ago, I approached Bert and I said, Hey, uh, I know we've both been like on our Facebook. So I'm out wanting to do podcasts. Like, let's just do it. Right. Like, let's just jump in. We love commander. Let's just record ourselves. Like we're going to suck. It's going to be fine. Right. It was a joke at first. Yeah. I mean, literally (laughs) it was like, bro, we need to make that podcast. Yeah, like it, it was, you know. They sent me the first clean feed link, and I'm just like, oh. And it's like, and now you fast forward, and, you know, in the beginning we had our hiccups and a change in the dynamic of the podcast, and I thought for sure that that was about to end the podcast. I mean, I, you know, transitions like that so early on uh, can be a little bit difficult, but we brought Cross on, and, and I was like, okay. And that's when I first noticed, like, uh, okay, this is – this is kind of crazy legit like all my small term goals like started being met like we got a discord started not only did we get a discord started but we have people in there that are talking to us every day and i've got to know y'all like so well like it's like even like like you said cross spyro lives in the netherlands and i feel like he's like my bro that lives down the street like and Vera, she's from germany and she's like in our discord now and she's joined and she's been talking and then we have like the the awesome couple that joined and showed us how they organize all their magic collection and they've been super talkative in the discord like i love i love it when y'all in our discord talk i love it i know there's a lot of people that just lurk and that's totally fine if you're a lurker lurk Lurk. but like just know that any interaction i have with y'all like i am personally every day on discord more than i need to admit because of my job because I need to be working, but mm-hmm. I'm on Discord and I'm just interacting <laughs> and smiling and f- like just vibing with y'all, and that's like the craziest part. Like the small term goals are already knocked out of the park. Definitely. Like Patreon, like we started a Patreon like last week and we already had so much great support. It's crazy. Like I just, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like my imposter syndrome is like, bro, I don't know how this is happening to the pot of three EDH podcast. Y'all got a weird, weird name. It's really long, but it's working. And <laughs> uh, it's just been mind blowing. And and I think long-term goals for me with the podcast is like, ultimately I want to go to magic fest and I want to meet y'all like in real life. Kind of like what Bert was saying. Like, I want to meet y'all and I want to like, 
I want to see our playmat when we come out with new designs or even the design we have now or whatever being played. Like people like listen to us and they want our playmats and they play with them. Like I would love to see that. Like mm-hmm. for me, it's about, you know, I want to just build a wholesome community that plays commander and it gets down to the root of what commander is, which is friends. Like that's what I want. Yeah. And I think we're definitely in the right steps uh, towards that. And also I just want to be able to talk about magic and, People not think I'm being dumb, but, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's yeah. that's definitely my thoughts. Definitely. Wow. Mm-hmm. Dang, I got deep. All right. Well, anyway. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. Before I start crying. <laughs> um, another. That's. I mean, not to play that short, but that was super sweet. Anyway, mm-hmm. Melody asked another question: If you've ever left Magic, <clears throat> Brandon, uh, why yeah. and what <laughs> brought you back? Right. Right. You want to start this one off? Yeah, I'll go ahead and keep this one off. So, I've left Magic a total of four times, and um, every time it's drastic, right? So, um, I'll get frustrated with the game. Um, I'll get burnt out because I overextend because I love it so much. Like, things that I love like that, like, I just go all in on. And so, I burn myself out, and what happens normally is I'll just be like, man... This seems really cool instead. Like, I'm just going to go ahead and sell out. Like, whatever. I'm spending too much money on Magic anyway. But then, like, a couple months later, like, that bug, that commander bug that bites you, it's like, yo, come on. And it, like, it like lures you back in, and then you have to restart and build from scratch, or at least I had to. I know, like, I mentioned my one of my favorite commanders was Kenrith, five-color enchantress. I actually sold him so I could build a gaming PC mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, so there are certain reasons that I've ended up selling out now in the long run. That was a great decision because that's how y'all are looking at me right now. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I sell out on a whim a lot because I burn myself out. That's the main reason. And I've learned, I, I've learned how to start to realize that I'm burning out and I take breaks. So like I took a hiatus a couple of weeks ago and, and that was just me like taking a break from magic and just resetting so I could fall back in love with the game again. And it worked, you know, it sucks though when you sell out and then you get the bug bite back and then you buy, you have to buy all the way back in bro. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Uh, I took a long multi-year break. So I don't know if you listened to my first episode, we had talked about how Brandon introduced me to magic in 2012. And then he left a couple years later, like out of state, he moved. Um, and once he moved, I kind of fell out of it because he wasn't there to like pull me into, you know, FNM or whatever. And I had other things going on with high school and then college and whatever. But um, I think halfway through freshman year of college, maybe a couple of years ago, um, I had gotten sucked back in. I think Brandon actually got me back in it. <laughs> and then I've kind of been hooked ever since, whether that be, you know, competitive 60 card format, you know, EDH or like magic arena or mtgo or whatever so um I, yeah i just fell out of it due to other things that came about and at that time i thought were more important things and then brandon brought me back like he brought me in the first time so shout out to brandon big rip dude i'm so sorry <laughs> but here we are for sure for sure uh i've only sold out of magic once uh, i did mention selling my my yell deck to buy a gaming pc um so i sold out and I, I stayed gone for like a few years. Like I, I remember coming back around like, and this is gonna sound like forever ago, but I, I remember coming back around Theros. Um, yeah, that's what I went to. I went to the uh, <laughs> the Theros pre-release, and I don't know if y'all went to the Theros pre-release, but there was some weird like 
there was basically a, a commander that you had that you could activate to give you like some kind of effect at that pre-release. It was super weird. Mm. And yeah, yeah. Read back on it. <laughs> but, um, and so I was like, man, this ain't what I wanted anyway. Why am I playing limited? Yeah. And I got back in the commander and I was just like, okay, I came back right around tax time. I got my refund check. I was like, bro, you know what? I'm finna bust down this deck real quick. It's that a far deck. Finna bust. I'm finna bust down this Safara deck real quick. And this is yes, gonna sir. be my deck for a very long time. And that is when I built Afara, God of the Polis. You know, of course that was like, you know, Born of the Gods or whatever when it was. Yeah. It came out. Um But so I built Afara and when I tell you I played Afara to death, I played Afara for maybe. Yeah, so we had Born of the Gods and so I made my Afara deck one of my favorite decks. And so we kept going. We made some other miscellaneous deck down the line, but I really didn't build like another commander deck until like Commander 2018 when Verena came out. Um, so I had Verena Zombies for a long time. And when I built Verena, that's when that commander book came. And I was just like, you know, I could have more decks. And so kind of just started <laughs> growing more and more and more. And here we are, um, 11 decks. Um, cause I'm thinking about putting Verena back together, um, because I miss looting. Looting is one of my favorite things to do in Magic. I, I miss it, so I think I'm gonna do that again as well. <laughs> Alright. Um, we have three more questions left. Uh, these come from Asa. Uh, so what are your top commanders that you would like to build a deck around, but probably never will? This is like... Every brewer ever, like we, like I probably have a list on my phone of pictures. Oh yeah, uh, maybe commanders is what I have mine. Yeah, uh, mine is definitely a core vault, and uh, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Core vault, core vault is super sweet. Um, it's it's Jund, which is one of my favorite color types. It's not Naya, but it, it's almost it's Naya adjacent. Um, but yeah, I just don't because when. It's not even the reception you would get. I just don't like the the playstyle. The playstyle can definitely be repetitive, um, especially the way I would build it. I wouldn't do anything like too crazy. It would just be like, play some stupid fodder, play Corvault, sack murder it, it. yeah, draw, play something next turn, attack with Corvault, play something next turn, attack with Corvault, draw a card, draw a card, mm -hmm. draw a card, draw, and it's just like I, I, Corvault. I look forward to that. Yeah, Corvold's really good, and he can be really fun. I think I've just kind of passed that the need for that kind of play style in my Magic timeline, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think mine is Galazeth, Prismari, the the Elder Dragon for the school. I've brewed a list about a million different times with that because I like the fact that I can just tap treasures instead of sacking them. That's literally the whole reason I brewed, like, four decks about it. Uh, mm hmm and then I think other than that, it's probably Varlock, the uh, Mana Burn Commander. Yeah, that makes me Ooh, that's I would cool. love to build it, but like I always think that I, it, it would just make people hate me, so I just don't want to. Well, also on a playgroup, giving people mana is not the... Uh, the not great. <laughs> not great. That's well, true. You would just get murdered faster. Yeah. Um, mine are the same person, but two different cards. Both Silvalas, Mono Green and the Green White one. Um, mono Green one, for obvious reasons, that thing would be just broken, busted, and that would. I don't think I would just have a fun time playing that, like always being an arch enemy early on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
That's true. But um, just playing like stupid big creatures, but like immediately being targeted because I'm tapping her for like, you know, 10 mana on like turn four. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's probably one I won't build. And then the green white one. I've always wanted to build a group hug deck, but I just don't think that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, parlay. I mean, again, and I, and I play group, like, and I think we just might have to make decks like that to play with each other because I definitely miss, I miss playing a group hug. Like, yeah, with, for with sure. players? Like, oh, group, for sure. Group hug is, like, so fun. It's like <laughs> watching the excitement on people's face when they get to do something super fun super early Yeah, is, like, I love it. Um, oh, yeah. But... Mono green cell volo across if you ever wanted to build a CDH deck. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, really nah, I can do it that go. way. Yeah. There you go. I might be I might be looking into it. <laughs> frick. Um the next question from Asa is if you had to pick three card abilities or, you know, any number of those, you would like to see more of, what would they be and why? So at least give me one or two. Or three. For sure, is Scavenge for me. I miss Scavenge. Um, mm. If you remember Scavenge, that was from uh, RTR. Mm-hmm. Um, where you creatures in the graveyard have a Scavenge cost and you pay a mana value, or zero uh, for that one card. Um, there you go. And then you get to put counters on a creature you control equals to that creature's power. I, I think Scavenge is just really fun, really good. Um, mm-hmm. but, but it's not broken. Right? Like it's mm-hmm. just, right. It just feels good. Yeah, um, it's just good. But I think there's a commander that gives stuff scavenge, right? Yeah, it's Isn't the Varals does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, the the punk troll. Mm-hmm. He's got the Mohawk. Yeah. Give me a Jun commander with scavenge. Like, I just want more Jun commanders. Yeah, I think Jun is kind of lacking in the commander aspect. Like, not quite as like Boros, where they all kind of do the same thing. But like, yeah. the Jun commanders have all kind of been there forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think the newest one is Corval, which at this point, how old is Corval? Right. <laughs> like Feels three, like forever. Two, two three yeah. years. He's like two or three. Yeah. Eldrain, whenever that came out. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. All right, Brandon. What about you? Hmm. Not sure. Nice. Not 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 Storm. <laughs> so I I love Storm, but I think the mechanic needs to at some point they gotta. They gotta cut it off. It's a really powerful mechanic. Uh, no, yeah, I'll definitely say Storm. I think Storm's really good, but uh, you know, as long as it's fair, um, which they've been doing a, a better job of recently with their new Storm cards. Mm-hmm. But I think a, a big one that I kind of like that I think is underrated, or it would like I'd like to have more strategies for it. It's similar to Scavenge in the fact that it relies on graveyards, but Dredge. Mm. I enjoy Dredge. I enjoy Dredge like abilities there's not a, there's not a lot of it when it comes to commander you can always use more Bert is not a fan of dredge the only person that can play dredge is the dredge queen that's the only person who deserves <laughs> the, dredge. the dredge queen herself uh yeah no I, I think dredge is a sweet mechanic but uh we just don't have a lot of this is hard to make it balanced like it's always broken you know mm-hmm. um Mine kind of plays in the graveyard strategy as well. Well, I'm going to clump two together. It's Eternalize and... Um, oh, frick. What's it called? The other Eternalize. And Bomb. Both kind of do oh, those, similar yeah. things. Like, those are sweet. So you, you can just get extra value out of your cards from the graveyard, but in a way that is a token and kind of makes it more fair. Like, you can just bounce it or whatever. 
I'm also excited to see uh, more foretell cards in the future. I think that's a sweet Definitely. mechanic. Definitely. Yeah. Um, this is a future site mechanic, but um, transfigure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys know what that okay. is? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I didn't even think about it's that. Like one. you, it has a transfigure cost on the board, and then you go get something from from your deck. Yeah, it's like some Yu-Gi-Oh like, stuff, uh, but basically, <laughs> it really I, save, is, but I think it's really sweet. But I mean, I think it's I can see balanced. Jumpstart. I think it's fine. Jumpstart needs to see more cards. It's like retrace, yeah, but yeah, you have Jumpstart to like needs, uh, you exile it instead. More flashback, either one of those. I'm, I'm down with yeah. More spell Jumpstart. recursion. Jumpstart's strictly better. Yeah. Because it just makes you discard. Well, Jumpstart, you have to a little exile. bit more fair. Yeah, it's a little bit more fair because you have to discard a card too. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, compared, yeah. I thought you were comparing it to Retrace. So I was like, well, Retrace stays... Like, Flashback yeah. versus Jumpstart. Yeah, like, Jumpstart is more fair. I like both of them. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right, last question. Have you ever gotten rid of a card by selling or trading and then immediately regretted it? What card was it and why? Lord have mercy, bro. <laughs> Where do I start? <laughs> Bert, go on, take this one. I just want to start with, like, this is when I learned that I, what I talked about earlier with secret layers and getting cards from cards for you, you have, to, you have to talk to yourself and say, self, is this a price I'm willing to pay for this card? Is this a price I'm willing to get for this card? If you say yes, you cannot be mad at yourself down the road. Don't beat yourself up for that because you are okay with it. You ask yourself, were mm. you okay with it? This I wasn't really okay, okay with. So I years ago I had I had a I had a friend. She was like, Hey, how much do you want for that four parallel lives? Y'all wanna know where parallel lives was going? Oh no. Parallel what? four parallel lives was, was ten dollars. It was ten dollars. Dang. Ten dollars. Dang. So I said, just just give me eight and we good. <laughs> a few years later. Bro, do you know how much a parallel lives is these days gotta be 80 480 yeah i just and i just like every day i just think about like bro we weren't even that cool ten times we weren't even that we weren't even that big of friends that's great like, that's so funny i i lost out <laughs> and i took that l on that and mm. yeah so, the, so this is the group of cards I, I traded into the store for store credit. I was like, I'll never play these. And this this was like back when they were like cheap. Okay, there are three of them and they're all in the same trade. And I got 60% store credit. Okay. Replenish. <laughs> Sarah Sanctum. Bullrath Stronghold. I was like, all right. Sarah Why? Sanctum is like 60 <laughs> bucks. Replenish is like 35 And Bullrath Stronghold is $30. i will i will trade them in. Okay. So I traded them in. Little do we know, reserve list comes in, beats me up, takes my money, spits on me, and runs. Because Sarah Sanctum is now worth an absorbent, a uh, huge amount of money. Replenish is spiking, and Volrath Stronghold literally shot up to the moon, dude. So that took the L on that for sure. Immediately regretted Dang. that. Dang. See, mine's not even that big, but mine was. So mine was. Perry, what's his name? The god that came back to Amonkhet. Nicol Bolas. There you go. Nicol Bolas, god pharaoh, was the planeswalker. I opened it at a pre-release, and I was like, yeah, this thing's sweet. But I just, like, like that I just started playing it again. 
and I sold it to some guy there for like five bucks, which isn't this isn't like the worst thing like compared to else, but mm-hmm. like three weeks later, it was being played in standard really hard and was selling for like fifty, and I was like super sad because I I just learned that you could sell cards for money, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh man, you could really make profit off of these suckers, <laughs> and then I lost like forty five mm-hmm. bucks, and I was like, oh gosh, mm, yeah. I'm surprised, Bert, I'm surprised, Yamit. You've been around since uh, the Duelian era, so I'm, I'm happy that you haven't been screwed out of a Duelian. No, 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 no. See, I, I started playing about 2011, so they was they was oh, frick. it was cheaper, but like they weren't like like you could get like something that didn't have blue in it for like 50 bucks. Like you get a Badland for like 50 bucks or a Plateau. Damn. So. I, it's never a good time to buy a, a dual land. A, yeah. I mean, there was a cursed shop that was uh, mad at me because I was only buying one of each dual mm-hmm. land. Like, I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. can, let me get a Savannah, a Taiga, and a Plateau. Why don't you buy more cards? You said a cursed shop? <laughs> yeah, a cursed shop in our, in, our, in our area. Definitely not a shop as wonderful as our sponsor, Card Addicts. I'm wearing the hat right here. Uh, they Segway just man. they just recently started a TCG Player Pro account. So here's the thing about Cardex. I'm gonna spit it to you, just straight facts on this podcast. Number one, their selection of cards is absolutely kind of insane. Um, I, I mean, we're spoiled because like we're in Birmingham and like I want all these weird cards for my weird decks, and they're always like, "Oh yeah, we got like 20 of those." I'm like, "Okay, cool." Well, everywhere else online is sold out. So their selection is insane. You can pick up cards from their TCG Player Pro account. Or you can message the store on Facebook, tell them what pool list you have, they'll tell you what they have, and they'll mail it to you. You can PayPal them, and they will literally ship the cards to you. And uh, we live in Alabama, so shipping will be pretty quick. I think that's how that works, but check them out. Order cards from them. They're awesome. Tell them that we sent you, and um, it'll put butterflies in our tummies. Yeah, it's also insane right in there. because they're expanding Like as a shop. like They used to just have the... Like the store, um, where you sit down and play and stuff like that. But they've also bought the building next door, which was in an insurance shop, and so like they're having that to be the place where they pull all their online orders and stuff like that, and like ship out orders, and like they have like they created jobs. Like, mm-hmm. It's it's so weird to me because it's just like they I thought they were hiring again. I was like, dang, bro, they must be popping over there already. Yeah, <laughs> and you know. And Ethan, who's the store owner, has been a, a good friend of ours for a long time, and uh, and he jumped right on board with uh, like shouting out the podcast and yeah. helping helping with giveaways and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's it's been it's been super awesome. But they're they're a really cool store. They have a lot of cool selection. Their prices are definitely competitive. Uh, check them out on TCG Player Pro. It's going to be in the show notes down below. Yes, sir. All right. Well, that being said. Thank you so much to everyone who contributed questions. Sorry if we didn't get to yours, um, but this is a long episode already, I think. Uh, mm. But we are so thankful for all the questions y'all popped into us and the feedback and all that good, yeah. good, good stuff. If anything, we just do another one of these in the future. I'd love to. These are fun. I like these interesting questions and seeing um, y'all's answers. Yeah, so... We've created a channel in the Discord for Q&A, so if you have questions at any time, you can put, put them in there. Once we hit a certain threshold, we'll do another episode, which is a Q&A. Um, or if patrons have questions, we can do a patron-exclusive Q&A, 
where we yeah. dive into more personal things. I don't care. We can do stuff like that. We're or looking for record. more Patreon-exclusive ideas. Speaking of which, I completely did not record any of my Patreon message earlier, so I'm going to go ahead and spit it out here real quick at the end. <laughs> we just started Patreon. We've already got patrons on board supporting the podcast, supporting the Twitch stream. Thank you all so much to those of you that are on our Patreon. We appreciate that. It means a lot. We're going to get those tokens sent out to you. If you have not joined our Patreon, but you like the Twitch you know, stream that we do with gameplay, pack openings, or if you like the podcast, uh, just you know, consider becoming a patron. You'll get some cool stuff from us. There's different tiers to choose from, and and all of the money goes right back into to upping the quality of both the stream and the podcast, and we'll greatly appreciate that. Um, as far as social media, you can find us on a ton of different places. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, Pot of 3 mtg uh, on for all of those, and uh, and we have a TikTok that we're going to start doing more on. I haven't posted on that TikTok in like two months, but uh, I'm going to start doing some more little clippets and stuff like that, and trying and trying to up the TikTok quality. <laughs> but uh, even more, know we had a hey, more work, you know what I mean? It's all about it. It's about the grind. But about uh, the but, grind. Yeah. But hit us up on social media. Follow us and, and and join our Discord. That's the big one. Our goal, our, our you know, short-term goal right now is to grow our Discord and have nice. it be an active place where people can be themselves, nerd out about Commander, nerd, about, nerd out about whatever, and make new friends. So hop in. I'm constantly looking for friends. Be my friend, please. Yes, and be Cross's friend. <laughs> That's uh, my cry for, for love. Hi, right, Bert. Where can they find you? You can find me at Zero Games. Remember that zero with two R-Z-E-R-R-O games. And that's going to be on TikTok, mm. Twitter, and Instagram. Mm. Okay. I like that. Uh, mine is, oh, what is it? It's at Cross Jenkins 4 on Twitter. Shout out to a couple of people. I've gotten a couple of follows. Thank you, guys. Uh, I promise you I'm going to start tweeting more. I promise. And then on Instagram, it is at Cross underscore Jenkins, where you can find beautiful pictures of me and my wife. Check that out. Cross, you haven't tweeted in like yeah. two years, bro. bro. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't tweet either. I only tweet on the pot of three uh, Twitter. But, uh, I'm Mine, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on TikTok at Brandon Plays MTG. Give me a follow. Make fun of me. Let's be friends. All the above. Um, I'm always down to meet new people. Um, <laughs> so this podcast episode has been long. It has been fun. It's been great answering questions that you guys have sent in. So thank you so much for all of your questions. And until next time, I'm Brandon. I'm Bert. I oh I'm I'm cross. I forgot the dang it, man. I forgot the order. I always forget the order. I'm cross question mark. Oh yeah. Here, <laughs> here we go again. I'm cross. Alright guys. See ya.
Thank you.